I'm Peter Perlman, along with uh, my co-host today, sitting in for Paul Benzman, uh, Ethan Perlman. Good morning there. Good morning. Well, you know, we have a beautiful day out there today. The temperature is going to be in the uh, high 70s, and a lot of things happening around uh, Detroit and uh, Michigan today. So we're going to sit back part of the day. We're going to talk sports the second hour a little bit, and... uh, you know, uh, the Lions are getting ready to uh, spring, uh, their spring. I call it their spring training, but really it's the summer training for football. And uh, the whole staff's going to join us at that hour. But in the first hour, we have a special guest, don't we, Ethan? Yes, we do. Robert Corwin from Watch Bands Plus, Farmington Hills. Yes, and, uh, you know, Robert's been doing the watch business for a long time. But when talking to Robert, and we're going to hear a lot more about it, uh, he's known our uh, famous partner, Paul Benzman, for a long time. So we'll get the inside story because Paul's on vacation, and uh, while Paul's away, of course, the cats will play. We'll find out the true story of Paul Benzman. But uh, today, you know, a lot of different things are happening around the community and a lot of activity that people can go and enjoy. So let's take a little tour first, see some of the events that are going on. So July the 28th, from which is today, right, today, 28th, 28th. Perfect. Uh, from noon to 9 tonight, Greektown Street Festival. Of course, that's Greektown Preservation Society that's putting that on. So, you know, if you're in the beautiful downtown area, I want you to join that whole group. And uh, has anybody been to Greektown lately? You know, we got a lot of people here working it that make up new radio media. So uh, today in the studio with me is Drew. Tony's behind me with Mike and Angel, of course, is on the phones. So... I want everybody to open their microphones. We're going to have a little find out what people know, what's going on in Detroit this morning. So, Mike's on here. We're checking them out. We are on, yep. Okay, great. So, who has been to a, anybody been to a Greek town uh, festival in the past? I know I haven't. Nobody in the back there? No. All right. I was was down in Greek town last night. I was at the Tigers game, but. Oh, you, you lucky! Were you lo- Tigers game too. Oh, you Boy, were. You yeah. got, so where did they collapse in the game? Oh, right at the end. What's your definition of the end? The the eighth inning, probably seventh yeah. or eighth inning. Yeah, but other than that, did you uh, find the game pretty exciting up to that point? Uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. It was a lot of foul balls. <laughs> so where were you sitting? Uh, we were sitting in the. Uh, Section I'm not sure exactly the section. It was like 116 area. What side am I on? Uh, on the uh, visitor side. Visitor side. Okay. And I, was in, I was in 106, so right in the right, right by the right field grandstand. And where did you used to work at Tiger Stadium? Uh, right down the right field line. And tell them what you did. I uh, was a ball boy for about three years. That's awesome. Yep. So when you caught a foul ball. Yes. What was the rule by the Tigers? Where did the ball go? Uh, I had to go within the first few rows to a kid or uh, a girl, <laughs> is what we were told. You know, give one to a kid, give one to a girl. It's you know? quite the deal. It's not, not bad at all. All right, so let's see what else is going on. How many of you have been to um, the Henry Ford Museum for the Maker Fair Detroit program? It's been a long time. A few years. Anybody in the back? I have not. So what's it all about, Ethan? Um, well, the Maker Fair is a very unique event where you have uh, the opportunity to see many different uh, newer ideas, and at the same time, they have parts of the fair that 
Um, like, for example, one year I went and they had the, can't remember the name of the group, but there are two very famous people who made Diet Coke and Mentos videos and were able to put on a whole show doing just Diet Coke and Mentos with different designs when it would go up in the air. Um, so they do have many different opportunities to see unique things. Um, I know when I was there, they had a life-size mousetrap game and uh, a few other things. And uh, when you were there last, Drew? I was a little kid. I think, oh. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we took a field trip for school or something, probably when I was in first or second grade, so I don't remember much. Have any of you in the studio um, been in Greenfield Village lately? Not lately. On the village mm -hmm. side? Mm -hmm. Nope. Nobody? How about in the museum itself? Now, you're a sports guy. I am a sports guy. So, and you're a sports guy, Ethan. If yes. you remember, I took you, I think, at one time when they brought the Hall of Fame at Cooperstown to Greenfield Village to the museum. A whole big display. Did you see that display there? I didn't. I wish I would have, though. Okay. And you saw a big display just recently in Denver. Yep. Okay. All right, well, well, we'll come back to that a little bit more. I think I think that is a jewel that we have in the community that a lot of people bypass the Henry Ford Museum in Greenfield Village, um, two of the most beautiful places to spend the day with the family or with friends. Well, right now at the DIA, they also have a uh, baseball art exhibit going on through, uh, I believe, September. And that's Detroit Institute of Arts on Woodward yes. Avenue at Kirby. So... If you're down Woodward Avenue, you know, stop in there and let us hear from you at 844-999-9249. Uh, if you've been to any of these events, we'd like to hear about them. Fill us in a little bit more and uh, be part of our show. So the next one that I have here is today and tomorrow. And this one's taking uh, place right around the corner from us on Orchard Lake Road, the Orchard Lake Fine Art uh, Show. Um, Going to have roughly 100 uh Vendors there showing their works, and of course there will be uh, a juried art show so that they'll be identifying who comes in the first, second, third, and accordingly. Now, we do understand Orchard Lake Road is a north-south road, and this is going to be handled off on the west side of the road there between 14 and 15. So follow the signs and uh, get out and walk around. It's a beautiful weekend for doing that, and I think you're really going to enjoy yourself. And of course now for everybody, they've been waiting for this one. This is the 21st annual Michigan Summer Beer Fest at River Park. I knew you. I knew everybody was waiting for this one, and um, more than 100 Michigan breweries sampling over 1,000 different craft beers. Food, of course, better be available. Not will be, but better be available inside the festival. Guests will enjoy the live music from a variety of Michigan bands. Um, they're finalizing some of the lists, but it's the oldest of the Michigan Brewers Guild, and it's the four annual festivals all together. So join them in Ypsilanti's Riverside Park in beautiful historic depot town in beautiful Ypsilanti, Michigan. So if you've got an event coming up and uh, you want us to be aware of it, you know, give us a holler. Let us hear about it. Love to share it with you here at New Radio Media Talking Biz. So if everybody's looking for Paul today, Paul Benzman, the wonderful Paul Benzman, you're going to see Ethan Perlman sitting in that seat today. And uh, Paul is somewhere in northern Michigan enjoying great weather, according to him, uh, a Bloody Mary every day, sampling, and we'll probably see photos of it later on on Facebook or on our, our own site, New Radio Media. 
So uh, track Paul if you can. Uh, send him a note. If you have a Bloody Mary that you think is greater than his, send him a picture. You know, we, we're, we're going to start doing a comparison of these Bloody Marys because I think Paul just opens up magazines after a while and takes pictures. What do you think? Anybody got a comment on Paul there? I mean, I know he really enjoys his pickles, too. Ah, the pickles. And it's a New Deal pickle he likes. Yes, yes right. Yes, he does. Okay, so talking of food, a couple of things going on here. How many of you have been to Cantero's over on Haggerty and Five Mile? It's an Italian restaurant. Nope. I have not. Fine well, dining, I, I fine, assume? Well, it's an Italian market and dining. Tony, what about you? Mm-mm. Mike? Nope. And Angel? So quiet. Everybody is so quiet this morning. Well, I'll tell you, Cantero's, which is at Haggerty and Five, just opened up in Troy, and um, they are behind the San Marino Club over there, and it's uh, they did the big ribbon-cutting ceremony, and they're going to have out- seating outdoors for 80 people. They're going to have their famous uh, happy hour from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, half off on the gourmet pizzas, appetizers, etc., so if you're driving the Troy area, you know, on uh, 1695 East Big Beaver, give Cantoras a try. I mean, it is quite the Italian restaurant. And for those of us here at New Radio Media, and uh, I know when we talked to Jess here, Cantoras is a great spot. He loves to go shopping Italian, so why not? Okay. So with Robert Corlin coming in, at 8.30 to touch, talk to us about all the different kinds of changes in the watch industry today, where we're at on the watches and all the changes that are going on. We need to do our trivia early. So, here we go. I've got to find my first question for you, though. I had it. Oh, in what city was supermodel and actress Christy Brinkley born? Now, she was born February 2nd, 1953, she was married to Billy Joel. What city in Michigan was she from? And I'll give you a hint. It was south of Detroit. And the clock is ticking. I am going to say Riverview. Too far north. I'm going to say Ann Arbor. Too far west. And the boys behind the glass have no comment, or are they looking it up on their phones? <laughs> uh, you caught me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's the same town where we used to joke about uh, Custer's Last Stand. Does that help you? Uh, it does not. Nope. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Monroe, Michigan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, boys need a little work here. I'm going to have to help you boys out a little bit. All right, let's go to question number two. All right, we've got to find, go to the next page on this one. So, when, I don't want, that's too hard for you guys. You'll never figure that one out. Let's see. Oh, this is a simple one. What bridge connects Michigan with Canada at Detroit? Ambassador. Okay, what's the new bridge going to be called? The Gordie Howe Bridge. Wow, that's a sports question for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I usually give three. So, um... Let's find a third one here for you. We'll keep it so simple here. Let's find something so simple. Simple, simple, simple. You won't know that one. Up oh. Near what present-day city was the last great Indian battle in central Michigan fought 
1830 between the Chippewas and the Sauk tribes. Now, I'll give you a hint, because I know you're trying to figure this one out. It would be tied to a terminology called Tri-City. What made up the Tri-City? And out of one of those three, this city would be it. And we're going to talk about this community later in the show. Hmm. Let me uh, take a gander at your notes. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> you should know this, Ethan, because you worked on my notes. Boy. I, I worked on finding some of your articles. I recall most of them were in Detroit. No, one so. came from this city. Hmm. 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 Tony, anything? He's looking it up as fast as he can. He's trying to smell sock, Indian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you are. Midland, Michigan. Okay. All right. Okay. See, Paul would look at me and go, what? What, what, what Indian war? See, see, see you got to go with Paul. Paul's line would be, there was a war? But if Paul was here, I'd with just be Indians? looking it up. <laughs> yeah, with it. <laughs> I'd be looking it up for Paul. For Paul. <laughs> I guess you would. That's that's not fair. You see, that's just remember. And the one thing we always do in the studio lately Ever since uh, Emily's been around, say nice things about Detroit. Say nice things about Detroit. You know, Detroit's been struggling again every now and then in the news, so we try to say nice things. Now, anybody an automotive guy? Anybody like cars? Uh, Tony does to an Tony. extent, I'm sure. Yeah, I've been I've been fighting with cars, but yeah, I like cars. <laughs> You've been fighting with cars. Do you like classic cars, Tony, or do you just like today's contemporary cars? I, I enjoy classic cars. All right. So, have you ever been to the Concours d'Elegance? I have not. Do you know what it is? I do not know what it is. Boy, this is getting to be a tough <laughs> show this morning. <laughs> Ethan, Car d'Elegance. Uh, it's a show that takes place in, I believe, Plymouth, and it has um, cars from the foreign industry, cars from the American industry, but these are classic cars from, like, I think when I was there, they had cars from probably the early 40s up until kind of more modern, but still very expensive um, European Asian, uh, like, sport car type of things. And they, you know, they just kind of set the cars out there. You can look at them, talk to the owners of the car. They tell you all about how they, you know, keep their car in tip-top shape. You have vendors out there showing you uh, products for, like, removing scratches or uh, cracks in windshields, cars. Um, It's a whole day of looking at cars, and it takes place in Plymouth. And your great role there was? My great role was volunteering um, with the Boy Scouts, and what we did was we emptied the recycle bins, emptied the trash bins, and uh, put new bags in. It was a great experience, (laughs) to say the least. Well, for those of you out there in the greater Plymouth area, if you know where St. John's is, and that's got a great golf course, Carl's Golf Land is out there, and everything else, but... This weekend, uh, uh, nearly 300 classic cars, rare, magnificent automobiles from all over the world, like Ethan just shared with you, uh, will be there. And it's, uh, it's going to be a mix uh, during the weekend of motoring on Friday. Last night, they toured Oakland and Wayne Counties. Uh, today, of course, you can walk around at the tongue-in-cheek uh, event uh, where you'll get to look at not only the cars that will be judged tomorrow very heavily, 
but the vendors, as Ethan was sharing, and the car owners are really proud to identify these cars, whether it's a Duesenberg, the Mercedes families of vehicles. You're going to see all kinds of uh, the Lincolns, the Chevys, but the high-end stuff, the Cadillacs that you don't see anymore. And come down and spend the day. I think the weather is great for it. The uh, Great Lakes Cobra Club, I understand, is going to have the Cobra Corral there this year again. And uh, you'll get to meet a bunch of the guys from uh, the Cobra Club and look at their vehicles. Very unique. So the show runs every day from, uh, on Sunday anyway, from 10 a.m. to 4.30 at the Inn at St. John's. It's $45 a day of the event. And uh, for the full schedule, of course, you can go to uh, concoursusa.org. Give it a look, and I think you're really going to find um, a classic day there. You're, gonna, you're just going to enjoy it. And one of the things about the car show being down at St. John's is you're a hop, skip, and a jump from two great areas. You can skip down to Plymouth and walk around there and uh, really see what's happening. Uh, a lot of great restaurants in the Plymouth area. They're redoing beautifully down there. And also, you're not far from Ypsilanti and Ann Arbor. So it's a beautiful day to get out, walk around, see what's going on in the community, and uh, just enjoy. You know, we talked about earlier, Robert Carlin will be joining us at 8.30, but right now well, we're going to sit back, have a second cup of coffee, and see you at New Radio Media Talking Biz. If you need a fingerprinting service, A1 Fingerprints is the place to go. A1 Fingerprints specializes in fingerprinting for teachers, students, law enforcement, and more. A1 makes the process so easy and simple, you can be in and out in 10 minutes. A1 does walk-ins, so appointments aren't necessary. A1 Fingerprints, located in Southfield on Southfield Road. Go to a1fingerprints.com for more information. That's a1fingerprints.com. It's that easy. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years. And through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. And we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. Good morning. I'm waiting for that microphone to come back so I can hear it in my ear so I know where I'm at. I'm at New Radio Media Talking Biz in the beautiful studios in Farmington Hills, Michigan with Ethan Perlman co-hosting for Paul Benzman. 
And uh, the whole staff is with us today, Tony, Drew, Mike, and Angel. So if you've got a call for us or you have a question for us, try uh, this famous number of ours, 844-999-9249. And you can go to NRM Streams. Uh, pop us up. Uh, find us on Google or the Apple stores. We're free, of course. And uh, join in. We'd love to uh, hear your comments, your thoughts, what you'd like to hear. You know, following our show at 10 o'clock, uh, real estate... Uh, realities takes over, and uh, David Sobel and uh, Dylan Tanaka do such a fantastic job. So, you know, chat with them, listen to what they have to say. They talk all kinds of different things with attorneys and uh, real estate individuals about the marketplace today and everything else, and they follow us at 10 o'clock here at New Radio Media Talking Biz. So, it's time for... Da -da -da -da. We got, oh, and I was told I'm supposed to find music for this, right? I'm not supposed to go... Da -da -da -da. Yes. Oh, so da-da-da-da is not handing, hand, okay, it's not working, right? Correct. Okay. All right. Need so some, you need something catchier. I need something catchier than da-da-da-da. Okay, so we'll figure that one out during the breaks. The boys will have to find some music for me. 1868, since you already know this, the 14th Amendment was adopted. Okay. Uh, anybody know the 14th Amendment without looking it up? I've been barred from answering, haven't I? Yes, you have. Okay. Because you put this together. <laughs> I'm going to plead the Fifth Amendment. The Fifth Amendment. Well, following its ratification by the necessary three-quarters of the United States. Is that citizenship? Stuff? Well, it's, uh, all right. For who? Uh, immigrants? N no. Mm. Well, I'll give it to you a little. I'll give you one-fourth of that. The 14th Amendment guaranteeing that African Americans' citizenship and all of its privilege is officially adopted into the United States Constitution after the Civil War. All right? So I'm going to move you up a little bit here. 1945, I'm supposed to be more contemporary. I know you guys still aren't around, but the U.S. Senate approves the United Nations Charter. And in a ringing declaration indicating that America's pre World War II isolation was truly at an end, the U.S. Supreme, the United States Senate actually approves the charter establishing the United Nations. And in the years to come, the United Nations would be the scene of some of the most memorable Cold War confrontations between the United States and the Soviet Union. Now, trivia question. There are three locations for the United Nations. The main political body, of course, is in? Geneva. Geneva. No, the main political body for the United Nations is in? Boy, oh boy. Big building, it's on uh, 40th and 1st. New York. Thank you. The Human Rights Commission building, United Geneva. Nations, is in Geneva. And UNESCO, Science and Education and Culture, is located in? In? Another country. Paris. <laughs> Paris. <laughs> Paris. Oh, boy. Back to school, boys. Back to school. All right, sad day. 1945 will continue. The, a United States military plane crashes into the Empire State Building on this day, killing 14 people. It was a freak accident caused by heavy fog. I never had known, until you did the research, that a plane had hit the Empire State Building. That was kind of wild. How many of you have seen the movie Animal House? John Belushi. Yeah, it's been a long time. My dad showed me it once. 
Oh, it was a father-son program. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you get a toga and sit down. Yeah, right. How about you? Anybody back behind me there, Tony? I have not. You guys got to rent this movie from the library. It's free. If you want to lose your mind and have sheer stupidity for the next hour and a half to two hours. On this day in 1978, National Lampoon's Animal House, a movie spoof about the 1960s college, college fraternities, starred John Belushi. It opened in the U.S. theaters, produced with an estimated budget of only $3 million. The movie was such a huge success, the multi-million dollar box office hit spawned a slew of cinematic imitations and became part of the pop culture history with such great lines as, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Okay. So with that, it's birthday time. Anybody got anybody's got birthdays today? Not you know today. anybody? Actually, I, I correct myself. It's my girlfriend's dad's birthday oh, today. Oh, your dad. All right. Well, and you can give his name. Uh, his name is Michael Peruzzi. I'm glad you didn't say Mr. Peruzzi. That's good. Right. <laughs> that would have been very shameful. 51 today. 51. Well, happy birthday, Mike. Okay. Anybody else we know? I got music here. Who's got music? I hear music. It's great. Coming from you. Oh and coming from me. What? Where's that music? I'm loving it. It's coming from your phone. Hey, <laughs> the boys are here. The, well, let's see what's going on here. Let's see something. That's great. That's great. You see, it's, uh, they're already telling me to, they're getting ready for the 10 o'clock show. <laughs> That's bizarre. I love it. I love it. The boys are practicing the music. They're getting warmed up in Studio C. I uh, think this is great. Well, having said that, no, I don't know of any other birthdays today. Well, no. we do. Joe Jackson. Who's Joe Jackson? Shoeless Joe. That's what I said, and I was wrong. No, uh, Joe Jackson. Uh, uh, the dad of Michael Jackson and the Jackson uh, Five. Yeah, he um, recently passed away. Recently passed away. Yes, he did. Okay, how about uh, Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy, John F. Kennedy's wife? 1929. And how many of you remember, what was the name of that TV show? Full House. Full House. Full House. Full House. Lori Lachlan. Oh, wow. She was born in 1964. Today, she's moving right up there in the age category. Do the math, everybody. That's right. She's <laughs> over 50. That's right. Mm -hmm. She did get her ARP card. Yes, she did. Well, with all that wonderful music, I got a question for you. Who can tell me what a chariot is in Ferndale? A chariot in Ferndale? A chariot in Ferndale. Is it like a chariot everywhere else? Well, you know. Yeah, like a horse and buggy? Yeah. Well, you know... It's transportation. Sure. It's trans everybody agrees it's transportation. Yes. But it's a free it's new. It's a free shuttle service and it's rolling into southeast Oakland County this September. But mainly Ferndale has partnered with Chariot, a ride sharing um, app to temporarily provide shuttles on a fixed loop to help people connect to downtown Ferndale um, and part of Pleasant Ridge. And it's it's really quite something because it looks like it's a four transit van. And uh, it would uh, help people get around. It's been a challenge lately. You know, there, there's a lot of argument about transportation with uh, putting uh, SEMTA and rail service on Woodward Avenue. 
And um, Macomb County and Oakland County, the executives are still voting no on this issue. So this service will operate, it'll be interesting, from 4 p.m. to midnight, Thursday through Saturday. We'll have two vehicles during the peak times between 5 and 10 p.m. So I think this is a, it's a very smart idea. The product is from the Ford Smart Mobility Platform, and it's part of Ford Motor building uh, and investing in this new mobility service. So Chariot operates as a crowd-sourced mobility mobile app. So this is going to be something different that I, I hope we see more of it because we know a lot of people that really don't drive a lot, um, and uh, this will give them a benefit. There is a contract with Chariot. It costs about $12,000 a month for the community to be involved in, but parking is so tough everywhere. You know, Birmingham right now, you can't move around. Uh, Ferndale right now and Pleasant Ridge, they're, they're abutting communities, so it makes sense to them because they're south of uh, 696 like that. And now everybody pretty much, do you, do you take any public transportation anywhere in other communities, not Detroit, when you're traveling, when you go around? No, I pretty much drive everywhere I go. And you take public transportation when you travel with me. Yeah. Because I am your public transportation. Yes. What about that? Anybody take public transportation? Angel, anybody? I, I try to when I can. What, what does that mean in English? Um, when I go to... <laughs> when, when I, I go places where it's available, I, I'll try to use it. Now, I, I usually... Um, I'm a fan of like the bikes that they have. Okay. Uh, I'm a fan of. I actually I use the Q line pretty frequently when I go downtown. It's just easier to park around Eight Mile and then. So if you park at Eight Mile Road, Q line stops at the Boulevard. How yeah. do you get down to the Boulevard? Or maybe not Eight Mile, but like you get up to what the the uh, where the Pensk uh, Tech Center is. Okay. Right there. All right. Um, right at the first stop, and then just hop on and take that downtown. And how long does that? All right, so you jump on there. How long does that take you to get to downtown, like yeah. by the stadiums, Fox Theater, et cetera? You know, 10, 15 minutes, maybe. God, I feel like I could walk that. And I'm a speed walker. I mean, I'm so used to being in New York where I walk everywhere. You. I, I don't know. I think you've lost a, a step or two. I tell you, guess who's walking home from the oh, studio no. today? Oh, yeah. it's, it's a nice day. It'll be it's a great a, workout. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Which he says, has anybody even seen the new Mr. Rogers movie? Mr. Rogers? No, but I want to. I grew I, up watching him. You're, you're looking there, at me. There's a movie about Mr. Rogers? It's playing at the Maple Theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know it. Yep. And there's two more movies coming out about icons in the... The uh, wonderful world that we'll talk about later on. But oh, and you got the movie about Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Did you ever think you'd see a animated... Is that an animated... It's not animated. I don't know what that is. That's CGI, live action. I'd have to ask the boys from the Geektainment Station that channel. That would be a good idea. Yeah, you got to fill me in on all this good stuff. Well, we understand that Robert Corlin is probably in the green room getting powdered up to come into the studio. And while he's doing that, don't forget, 844-999-9249. You may have a question about the watches that we wear in our wrists, the watches that we don't wear and why we don't wear them anymore, or what's new in the, all of this. So why don't you join us in a couple of minutes? We're going to get Robert settled in here, and then we'll see you shortly at New Radio Media Talking Biz. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. 
Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our Nine and Dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Surfing the internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to New Radio Media Talking Biz. I'm Peter Perlman. Paul Benzman, of course, is taking that beautiful vacation up north. So in the studios, we have, of course, uh, Ethan joining us today and uh, Drew on the board here. Behind me, Tony, Mike, and Angel keeping the show on track for us. But, you know, we were talking earlier about um, watches and everything, and in our studio now is Robert Corlin. And, you know, good morning, Robert. How are you? Good morning. Pleasure to be here. I'm good. And we understand, even if we're not even going to talk watches right now, we want the scoop on Paul Benzman. You and Paul <laughs> go way back. I want to know how you know Paul Benzman. Grew up with him, went to Southfield High, worked in the radio station with him back then, WSHJ, 88.3. 88.3, WSHJ, Southfield High. <laughs> and the music you played. Oh, some of everything. But that doesn't tell us anything. These listeners don't know from everything. I asked these I guys that for music. They didn't even know who I was talking about. Oh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh, uh, the 80s. The 80s. Ah, the 80s. The 70s, the 60s. Okay, so how was Paul on the air? Well, that's what we want to know. We want, the, we want some dirt on Paul. Paul was very professional. I have nothing bad to say. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh, boy. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. This man has been bought. <laughs> so, from high school, what did you do after that? Uh, after high school, I went into the dessert business for a few years. Dessert? Dessert business. What were you doing? Making powdered desserts mixed with water. It was called Michigan Dessert Corporation back then. And uh, <laughs> did that for a few years. What kind of desserts would you make? I mean, powder and... Uh, we made bread pudding, we made chocolate pudding, vanilla pudding, any kind of pudding. Really? Yep. And where did you sell this? 
We sold them to prisons. We sold them to. <laughs> so they came with a they came with a little knife in there, a little blade. Yep. Powder, just add water. Yep. We sold to anywhere that had uh, buffet bars, things like that. Easy to make. Okay, and then so we we get out of the powder and water business. Well, then I fell into the watch business. How'd you fall into that? Well. It's a business that was family-owned for many years, started by my grandmother and my great-uncle in 1927, downtown Detroit. Where were they located? The corner of Broadway and John R. Know it well. Across the street from the Metropolitan Building, which I had a few great-aunt and uncles. And had my grandfather in was in 33, the Metropolitan Building. Know it well, the home of the 40 Thieves. That's what they <laughs> okay. called the building, the House of 40 Thieves. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, started doing that. Uh, for a cousin of mine uh, on a sun on a Saturday, and fell into that full time. Just happened. Things just happened, and uh, started doing did that for 16 years. And then from there, I went into real estate. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and then from there, back into managing a watch shop and back into owning my own watch shop. Okay, so. Let's go back a little bit. All right, so for the 16 years, you were, were you working downtown? No, I was in uh, Pontiac at M59 and Telegraph. So Voorhees. Right, right at the corner the of Voorhees and Telegraph. The Rainbow Center. Yep. Okay. And what year, was, what year did you open that store? I started that store in 1985. All right, so in 1985, and let's take it from that point forward now. The watch industry has gone through a dramatic change. Correct. Are you wearing a watch today? I am wearing a watch today. Okay, I just want to make sure. I mean, a guy that owns a watch store, I just want to see if he owns I have a... many watches to wear. Okay. <laughs> so when you opened up that store, what is so different than it is today? Um, people don't necessarily wear watches today, with the exception of the smartwatch, for telling time. Nowadays, they wear it more for fashion, design, fashion, as a piece of jewelry. Really? Yep. So? Most people tell time off of their cell phones. You really believe that? Well, that's what I see. That's what, you know, most people tell me. Um, the millennials are just starting to wear, wear watches for business. But before the millennials, the younger, the high school, I'm between two high schools right now and across the street from a college. And when they come in to buy, they like the more inexpensive, around $100 price range, and they wear it as a piece of jewelry. So going back into the 80s, when you started out, and you know you were in a very unique neighborhood because you had two different, totally different um, financial communities. Okay, to the South Bloomfield, to the North Pontiac, in a sense. Right. Um, the clientele that would come in, how different was it? I mean, you had a very unique mix. Well, it varied a lot. I had a lot of uh, auto workers, and at the same time, I had a lot of judges and lawyers from 1200 North Telegraph, the courthouse. So it was a very big mix. So... In an area like that, how does one control? How does one identify a kind of an inventory they'd even want to carry, let alone forget repairs yet? Well, first start seeing what people are looking for, what they're asking me for, um, and carry some of the lower end and some of the higher end, and and 
try and get what they need if I don't have it as quickly as possible. So in today's world, as, as time went on, we saw a lot of the department stores or the Kohl's of the world and others start to put in that low-range watch line. Right. Did that uh, then affect the industry of yours um, as the independent? Um, no, you just have to adjust to where you get the best deal, what manufacturer you buy from, and who gives you the best selection. Okay. And so when the customer comes in today, and we'll talk about your physical location in a little bit, but if they're not buying a watch, what are they looking for then? Well, nowadays, a great deal of my business is installing batteries. And how many, how many different batteries would you say are out there for today's watches? There's approximately 100 different battery numbers that go in watches. 100 different batteries? Yeah. Wow. So how do, you, how, do you know, how do you even know what to look for? Well, I carry all of them. I carry all the batteries. I know which ones are the more popular ones, so I order those twice a month to keep them fresh. And the ones that I don't use as often, I will exchange them. If I don't use them in a three-month period, I'll send them back and get fresh ones. So they're dated just like the big batteries then? Absolutely. And all right, so you know, a lot of these watches will say, for example, you know, good for 50 feet in water, 100 meters in water. How do you then protect? If you're going to open them up, to put a battery in, I mean, we've got seals and all this. How do we protect all that? Well, a watch, a basic watch has four seals. A chronograph, which is a stopwatch, they have eight seals. So I can offer the customer a pressure check if they wish, and that checks all the seals that they have to leave. It takes about three or four days, and it checks all of the seals. Over time, the rubber seals just deteriorate. Really? So I have a watch. Yes, you do. Actually, from you. <laughs> How many seals? And it doesn't need a battery. It runs on light. <laughs> Get that, folks? How many seals are in this Navy SEAL watch? This is the Navy SEALs. It has... Oh, actually, I take it back. This is Blue six, Angels. This is the Blue Angels. Watch. That one has 10 seals. 10 seals because it's Blue Angels. Right. Each of the pushers that are on the side have two gaskets, and you have a gasket in the crystal and a gasket in the case back. Wow. So... When we take it for granted that, you know, we take a watch in, we're going to get a battery, it's, it's a bigger deal than we think. Absolutely. So going back to Voorhees when you started and Telegraph Road, um, do kids wear watches today? And I'm not talking about the 16-year-olds and above. The kids that are just, you know, they're, they're what, five, six, seven, they're learning to tell time. I, they do. I tell. I sell teaching watches. What's a teaching watch? It's a watch that, um, it's a Lego watch is what I carry, made by Lego. It has numbers. It also has the seconds on it. And then it comes with a cardboard clock that the parent can work with. And it has hands, and you move the hands, and you teach your kid time. So all these things are available at your location. First of all, I guess we should be fair to everybody at New Radio Media. Um, where is your location? It is on the northwest corner of 12 Mile and Orchard Lake in the 12 Orchard Shopping Center, and we're in the back corner of the shopping center. You got a phone number? 248-553-7720. That's too fast for these people. 
248-553-7720. So you're in the back of the center, and that's the same center with Einstein Bagel. And Starbucks. Starbucks. Okay. Jack's Pizza. Right. So people come to you, and they bring you the you, – you get a – I mean, I've been in there, and I've watched this at length. But you don't get the everyday watches. You get collectibles, too, don't you? Vintage. We get vintage. We get – I see probably on average about 75 watches a day. So we get every kind of watch. What's the oldest watch that you've ever seen come in your door? If you include pocket watches, yes, a chain-driven pocket watch from the early 1800s that we repaired. You repaired it? Not me personally. My head, my head watchmaker repaired it. Wow. Early 1800s. Chain-driven. It had a I chain can't... inside. Really? Yep. That is so wild to see. And, and wind up the chain. You wind up the it's, chain? It's a, it was a wind-up, key-wind pocket watch. Okay. And it had a chain inside. Okay, and then what is the biggest watch you've ever handled, size-wise, physical size? Uh, watch, watch or watch and clock? Watch or clock. Okay. Clock would be my clock, which I'm in the middle of repairing right now, which is um, five feet around in circumference and wow. hanging on the wall. Wow. <laughs> five feet. And, it and is, that's, like, unbelievable. It, it's about 52 years old. And, and who, it's, who's... It's electric. Who's the manufacturer? Howard Miller, one of the largest clock manufacturers in the world, located here in Michigan. Really? So what makes, I mean, we've seen the big clocks today, they all go battery. You know, that's the, that's the craziness of today's world. You, that is, you're, the clock you're working on right now is a physical plug-in-the-wall clock? Correct. It's electric. So how, where have you learned, I mean, you learned your skills, um, Going back a little bit, right downtown, you know, with family. Did you ever work on the grandfather clocks then? The you know the pendulums and the whole routine. I personally haven't worked on a grandfather clock. I've worked on, or at least a full size grandfather clock. I've worked on mantle size grandfather clocks, which are the same thing, just smaller that sit on a mantle, still have the pendulum and still key wind. But I have not worked on the full size grandfather clocks. But we do house calls on grandfather clocks. You do. We do. Same phone number. Same phone number, 248-553-7720. And my head clockmaker, Bill, comes out. And he works right on site? He or works He works on site to a point. There's only so much that can be done there. Okay. And uh, if he can't complete it there, then he will tell you what's wrong with it and how much it will cost to repair it. And if you say yes, he'll take the movement back to his shop and repair it. Wow. That's, that's really wild. I mean... I'm just trying to envision so many different things that you're doing. You know, everybody looks at a, a repair shop, you know, a watch band and a battery, and it's so simple. But here you're talking over 100 batteries alone. We haven't even talked about, like, how many watch bands one would maintain in today's world. But the, the thing that I found very unique, too, and, you know, is and I can remember when Ethan was growing up and uh, bringing him in the shop, the idea of learning how to tell time with a child. It's got to be very fascinating for the parents to come in and really get that moment with you. I unfortunately see a lot of kids who can't tell time with with an analog, a, a watch with hands. They only know the digital with the numbers. Well, we're going to talk more about that in a few minutes. But um, I've been told i got to pay some bills, so I'm going to take a break at New Radio Media Talking Biz, and we'll be back shortly.
If you need a fingerprinting service, A1 Fingerprints is the place to go. A1 Fingerprints specializes in fingerprinting for teachers, students, law enforcement, and more. A1 makes the process so easy and simple, you can be in and out in 10 minutes. A1 does walk-ins, so appointments aren't necessary. A1 Fingerprints, located in Southfield on Southfield Road. Go to a1fingerprints.com for more information. That's a1fingerprints.com. It's that easy. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And listen to Buzz when he says stay connected to new radio media. Uh, you're connected to Talking Biz. And in the studio, we have Robert Corlin, of course, with uh, Ethan Perlman, myself, Peter Perlman. Paul is uh, up north enjoying the beautiful weather. Uh, Drew on the board, Tony and uh, Mike behind me, and Angel on the phone at 844-999-9249. Give him a call. He'd love to put you into the studio here and talk. We're talking to uh, Robert about uh, watches and he made a comment just before we had to go to break, and, and it's interesting how a lot of kids cannot tell time. Correct. I see it all the time. They come in, you know, while well, I'm working on a parent's watch, and they'll ask, they'll ask somebody, um, they'll ask one of their kids what time it is, and they'll look around at all the clocks on the wall, and everything in my shop, all the watches and all the clocks are always on time, always set to the proper time. They're all analog. They're all analog. So they got to figure out where the hands are. Correct. And many of the times, and unfortunately even goes into the teens I've seen it, they don't know how to tell time. So what is, their alternative has been then the telephone. You're saying that the mobile units. Right. And, cell phones. And digital watches. Correct. So do you do much in the digital watch sale business for these kind of uh, clients? I don't, I don't sell anything in digital watches with the exception of a watch that might be analog and digital. But... Not for someone in the in the teen range. They're, those are a little more expensive timepieces. Now, Ethan, you're wearing a watch. Is that right or no? At the moment, no, I am not. <laughs> but my watch does do analog and digital, although the couple watches that I do have, um, sometimes it's a struggle to make sure the analog and the digital show the same time. 
I have one watch that uh, I can get the analog right, and then the digital is like three hours fast. I have so that. that is a problem. I hate that when that does. Now the watch I know that I have on me right now, if I'm traveling around the world, I can pick the community I'm at, push the line to there, push it in, and then the watch sets itself automatically. Correct. Your particular watch is a pilot's watch. Correct. So that tells you time zones around the world and connects to the atomic clock in all over the world. And here it's in Fort Collins, Colorado. Yes, it is. Thank you, United States Air Force. <laughs> we appreciate that. So, you know, in our, the time that you've been in here, we've talked about the watches and we talk about time clocks and the history of the watch repair a little bit. To survive in today's world, though, can one survive just selling and repairing watches? In your own, in your own mind. You can. Um, I sell other things. That's in the name Watch Bands Plus. That's the plus. So what's the plus? Oh, we carry coasters um, by the Detroit Coaster Company. So I, you're doing Michigan branding here. Some, yep. Not everything is Michigan branded. I, have a, I also carry some jewelry. Um, two lines that I carry are by local artists. Can you give names? Uh, one is Muriel Jacobs, and one is Jody Warner. Okay. And so they make earrings, necklaces, bracelets. I carry those. Then I carry some sterling silver, which I buy from uh, a company in another state. Um, I carry ceramic wall art, uh, different sizes of that. Just all, all sorts of things we carry. So the way you're, you're, you're sharing all this information, you got a big store. It's about 900 square feet. Not real big, but there's a lot in it. Boy, you know, you, you figure, you know, you go and you look at all the rows of watches, and then, you know, you have coasters and artwork and jewelry. You would think this store would be two, three, four thousand 4,000 square feet. You know, to, to do it in 900 square feet, is just, it's just a, fantastic to see an entrepreneur really bringing to the community these different services. Well, we've been around for 33 years. We've learned how to do placement of merchandise in the store to carry a lot. Now, you're in a unique location. When I first drove up there, um, I said to myself, why? Because you're, set, you're, you're not on the main drag, shall we say. You're, well, you're, you're not primary location. Well, if you enter the entrance off at 12 Mile, we're directly in front of you. So, but would you classify yourself as a true destination stop or... When they're wandering, they see me. Well, if it's a battery, then it's a true destination stop. But being that we have 10 restaurants in there, I also get a lot of people in who wander in from walking around before or after eating lunch. Lunch at that shopping center is a big destination place. And there's a great deal of offices up and down 12 Mile. So the name of the center you're in? 12 Orchard Shopping Plaza. And what's the hottest restaurant in that center, in your opinion? Starbucks. Unbelievable. If we classify that a restaurant. <laughs> right? I mean, to me, it's a coffee well, shop, a restaurant, Starbucks. Yep, that place is packed all day long. Okay. And um, some of the other places of business in there, how do they compliment you? Um, Non-restaurant. Non-restaurant? Non-restaurant. How would they compliment you? Well, I get a lot of people. There's a lot of there's three salons in there: hair cutting salons, nail salons. I get a lot of uh, women who drop their watches off, 
go get their hair done, their nails done, and then come back afterwards to pick up their items. Now, how did you pick that location out of everywhere you could go? Well, it was a small enough store, even though it was set back. The shopping center itself does the draw of the people. So being in there, and right next to us, we also have a little park in the shopping center. You get a lot of people who go into the park and eat lunch in there on nice days. So it was just a nice area and probably one of the best shopping centers around. It's, it looks very nice. They keep it up very well. So if people want to find you and they're not driving, do you have a website? I do. And how, where do we find that? Watchbandsplus.com. And if they go on that site, is there anything special for them on that site? Well, they'll see a lot of pictures of a lot of things that we carry. They'll see pictures of the inside of our shopping center. They'll see what we do for watches and for clocks. A uh, nice map on how to get how to find us. Um, they can ask questions on that site, and we usually answer within an hour or two. And any specials? Uh, I give thirty percent off all the what I carry in the shop are citizen watches. I give thirty percent off all the citizen watches in the shop all the time. Okay. And, and I also carry about 8,000 watch bands in the shop at any one time. 8,000? 8, 8,000. No matter what size wrist? Well, I have different sizes, <laughs> styles, colors. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, Robert, we want to really thank you for uh, coming in the studio today. Uh, I know Paul will be upset that he missed you, and so you guys could have reminisced a little bit more about Southfield High School and the broadcasting <laughs> careers that you both had there. But on behalf of New Radio Media and Talking Biz, no, we've really enjoyed you sharing with us a little bit about the watch business, the watchman business. You know, batteries are not just batteries put in anywhere. Um, as you shared, there are so many seals and everything that get involved with it. So, again, everybody, if you're out and about 12 Mile and Orchard Lake Road area, stop and see Robert at uh, Watchbands Plus. And while uh, we show off our watches to Robert, we're going to take a break at New Radio Media Talking Biz. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill. Yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for the mm -hmm. show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if
If you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, I've got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. A new Northwestern Medicine study concludes that you can improve your overall health and quality of life by doing these two simple things. Spend less time in front of the TV and computer and eat more fruits and vegetables, and that's all. By starting with these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. And in many cases, people find that the time away from the TV or computer is best spent taking walks or working in the garden. In other words, when you're not chained to your sofa, you'll almost naturally want to move around and be more active. And that, in turn, helps promote a healthier you. After as few as three weeks of avoiding temptation to sit around, the people involved in the study found that they didn't want to return to their lazy ways, even when they were told they could do so and would continue to be paid for the research. 86% of the patients said that once they made the change, they decided to maintain it. So give it a try. You may surprise yourself. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. And welcome to the second hour of Talking Biz on New Radio Media. I'm Peter Perlman. In the studios with me today is uh, Ethan Perlman. And uh, sitting in for Paul, who's on vacation this week. You know, um, that first hour kind of flew by there, Ethan. Yes, it did. And, uh, you know, we're getting ourselves kind of going here, and I think we need to do a little workout. You know, there's a lot of talk nowadays about health clubs and muscle-up and more chains are coming into Michigan. Footprint is getting bigger and bigger for health clubs. I tell you, you need to exercise. You tell me you do. I do. I walk the subdivision every now and then. That's not enough exercise. I also park the car farther away than the front door. What? I park by the. <laughs> I don't park right at the front door. Yes, but how much of your day are you spending sitting in your car, or sitting in your office? I don't sit in my office. You work. You've been to my office. I don't I, sit I, in my I, office. I have been in. I your wander office. in you my sit, office. Okay, you sit in other people's offices. I wander. Your office. I wander. I wander. I don't know. I still think you need more exercise, join a gym, or at least do stuff at home. Well, you know, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk. Wait, wait. Before you even came home, I used to cut the grass. Wait a minute. We got a lot of grass to cut. Do you get exercise cutting the grass? We do have a lot of grass to cut, but that's just, you know, more walking. That's right. Walking's good for you. Yes, it is. And when I was in New York with you, you wouldn't even get out of the hotel to go for the walks that I did. Oh, because you can't enjoy a walk in New York with those crowds of people. Come on. I thought it was because it was five below zero. Well, that too. It, w it was extremely cold. But, but I, I mean, going for a nice you, walk. Everybody that travels with me around the world, whether I'm in Geneva, Paris, New York, I don't take vehicles. I don't take Ubers that much. I walk everywhere. And it drives people nuts. So I do want you to know I do walk. Well, you drive people nuts in other ways, too, but Ooh. okay. So let me ask you something. Um, gym chains are continuing to grow. Yep. Uh, they're expanding in Michigan. Uh, there's a lot of talk, you know, that uh, a small guy can afford it at $10 a month. 
and yet there are places that are coming up to $140 a month. Well, it's all those special amenities. I mean, they're not cheap. Well, like what? What would be a special amenity in this, your mind? I mean, some of these places, you know, they got a... I don't want to say spa, because I don't know if that's the term they would use, but they do have, like, the juice bars, the other relaxation um, areas, aside from just your traditional gyms that have, you know, your weights, your treadmills, your ellipticals, all those types of equipment. Now, when you went to college, you had what they call, what, a rec center? Yeah, we had a student rec center, uh, which within it you had your basketball courts, um, all your weights, running tracks. Um, now, everything is free? For, I mean, that's for, what we pay for. Well, tuition. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's within your tuition. I mean, you have, to be a, you have to be a student taking so many credit hours to use it for as, in quotes, you know, free. Right. Um, but community members could also buy memberships uh, to our rec center, so you could see community members in there as well. So I see you're wearing the Bowling Green shirt. So we're talking about Bowling Green State University, right? Yes, we are. Bowling Green, Ohio. In Ohio, not Kentucky. There is no Bowling Green, Ohio, and no Bowling Green State University in Kentucky. Just home of the Chevrolet Museum. That's what makes it so famous. And Western Kentucky University, Ooh. which is in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. All right, so now let's talk about this a little bit. We've got a $10 fee, got a $100 fee, and the new company coming out of New York called Blink Fitness is looking to charge $15 a month. Um, and then the high end is Equinox coming into the Metro Detroit area. Matter of fact, Equinox is coming to Maple and Telegraph, taking over the old um, BMW dealership there. And they gutted it, and they're going to be charging, you know, if I'm correct, you know, we're, look, we're gonna, looking at this $100, $150 a month. So you got Blink at 15 You got 140 over at the other end. Um, it just amazes me that uh, all these places are popping up. And do you think they're going to oversell? You got Planet Fitness. You've got uh, a couple more here. Nine, nine Round Fitness and... Um, Got your L.A. Fitness. L.A. Fitness. Keep going. What else we got? We used to have, you know... Um, used to have Powerhouse Gym. Powerhouse is still around. It's, okay. We've got a power... We've seen a number of powerhouses. Um, do you think they're going to go bust? Do you think that it's a fa phase? Anybody? Um, Drew, what do you think? I don't think it'll fizzle out because there's always going to be people that want to go get their workout in. I know that a lot less people are having gym memberships, though, because of the cost. Um, but no, I don't think they'll phase out or anything like that. I think they'll, to an extent, will always be around. Well, now, Lifetime, which was the first to really come in as a big facility in the community, uh, their big splash was two things. They had, what, basketball, and they had a pool, besides the weight exercise and all that. So those, yeah. like... Um, got up early like four or five in the morning they would go do the exercise stuff or maybe get in the pool but later on especially in the summertime the lifetimes of the world have outdoor pools indoor pools so they made it more of a summer vacation type piece like a camp for their family yep so the planet the planet fitnesses and places like that are true fitness places 
They're yes. not, they're not family oriented. You come in, you exercise, and you leave. Would you say you're more people are that way, or are they looking more for the um, lifetime style? Well, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think it depends on what the person, individual, wants to get out of their gym membership. Because, I mean, now you, you are starting to see other places that are thrown in either a pool or a basketball court. Um, when I was over at the Riverfront, or not Riverfront, uh, Novi. Mm -hmm. um, the, you mean the Fountain Walk? The Fountain Walk. The uh, gym they have over there by uh, Dick's and um, just in that center. Right. I cannot remember if that's Planet Fitness over there. But there is a there is a gym over there. Okay. They uh, have a basketball court that you can see when you're walking through that area. Um, so it's completely you know there's windows so you can look in. But I mean you're starting to see that at a few different places now. So I mean you could be joining a lifetime and paying however much they would charge, or you can join a, a you know a, a more typical gym with maybe not as many basketball courts or pools, but still with something like that for cheaper of a price. Well, the the other thing coming around, too, I guess, is um, these new uh, boutique fitness studios like uh, Title Boxing Club and Nine Round Fitness. So they're not just machines. This is um, a much different style of fitness. That's a more strenuous type of fitness. More strenuous. I like that. I mean, if you think about it, you got you got your weights, which I think you'll see at both places, but at a title boxing, you're going to see more of your um, using your whole body to do an activity rather than just focusing on one area with most of the equipment. Alright, so... You are a uh, student manager for a baseball team. Yes. What kind of fitness workouts would the college baseball players do? Um, well, uh, first of all, when it comes to college athletics, like BG um, and many other colleges, you'll also see this. The athletes do not work out in the same place as the general student body. They have their own. They have their own weight room, own, you know, uh, training room, that kind of stuff. So um, they also have. I wouldn't say different equipment, but they have more unique equipment in there. Um, Re relative to the sport. Um, rel well, relative do. relative to all the sports, um, but then depending on what sport you are you'll only use certain equipment. Um, I know at BG, they uh, they had the different, um, what are they called, uh, box jumps. Mm -hmm. So you had many different heights for doing the box jumps. Um, I do not know exactly which height baseball used, but I do know there were some very tall ones and there were some very short ones. So... Um, and that that really depended on a the athlete and b the sport, um, but with baseball it's a lot of um, you got your you got your legs you got your upper body workouts um, 
I know we had our guys, they would do their lifting days, and um, I think it would be once every few weeks they'd have, as a team, you know, each person go and try to beat their personal record or what their goal is for, um, uh, what is it called? Boy, boy, oh boy. Yeah, I'm having a blank right yeah, now. I see um, that. That's, you know, ma- ma- Mainly because I haven't been to a gym in a long time. Well, um, maybe we have to enroll you under, you know. But the thing is is that we're seeing so many of these things pop up now. Yes. Um, the newest ones around, uh, we're seeing a shared space with uh, Kohl's, uh, with a new fitness center going in We um, at uh, what we call the, uh, where the old uh, Kohl's store was, actually I should say, at uh, Nine Mile Grand River area. Then you've got Seven Mile and... Um, in Livonia, uh, you've got a 37,000-square-foot building going in for L.A. Fitness. And Planet Fitness is still trying to find a new home. They'd like to be downtown Detroit. They know that there's all of these uh, young people down there, and that would be a great spot to be at. So we'll have to wait and see how it goes and monitor it. I think it's uh, – I just hope it doesn't become a bust where – We've seen it in the past. All these places popped up, and then within two years, all these places started to close. And, and, and that becomes a challenge. So kind of want to monitor that a little bit. You know, we want to change a little bit. You know, we talked about downtown, and we talked about um, Midland, Michigan. Yeah. And there was a big announcement downtown recently about uh, some of the changes that are going to be happening. And it comes. it's a shared story of a bank called Chemical Bank that came in and worked with Gary Torgo to buy the other bank, uh, Talmer Bank, and they blended it together, became Chemical Bank, and they made a huge announcement that they're going to build a 20-story tower building in downtown Detroit. Now, for anybody that knows anything about streets in Detroit, and I, this, I'll die laughing around here because without Paul, my staff here gets a little weak. Anybody know where Elizabeth and Woodward is in Detroit? I know where Woodward is. Yeah, I know yeah, everybody. I know where Woodward is, too. All right. I'm sure I've driven past Woodward and Elizabeth. <laughs> All right, so do you know where the Fillmore is? Yes. Okay. That's at Elizabeth and Woodward Avenue. So for everybody that's listening, I am just one block south of the Fox Theater. I am on the west side of the street. And looking to build a 20-story chemical bank building. And in the course of doing that, that will then bring 500 jobs to downtown Detroit. And it'll be the first time we have brought a community bank back into downtown Detroit. I mean, the last big bank that we had was Comerica Bank. And they moved to Dallas, Texas. So this is a major change for Detroit. And it's in an area that is very, very hot. Um, it's the only corner that's a parking lot right now, which is going to cause another problem because that will require more structures to have to go up for parking. But it's on that queue line, as we just talked about earlier, that Tony likes to take down, but he doesn't know where he picks it up at. But that's okay, Tony. But we, we, <laughs> <laughs> we get on the queue line, and we can get off there, and this will be the... 
newest headquarters building in downtown Detroit because the other major building going on is, of course, Dan Gilbert's building going on the property of the old jail, Hudson Building. But the chemical building um, is unique for two areas because it's actually being dropped in the entertainment district, which is very strange. I mean, you've got Comerica, you've got Ford Field, the Fox Theater, uh, Little Caesars Arena. So you've got all this activity, and now you're putting in an office building. And I just found that, you know, very unique to be in that. They're probably going to be in the most exciting area uh, in the community down there at this point in time. So it'll be interesting. We're, we're, you know, we're going to do a little more walking around downtown because football's coming on soon, and it'll be time to get back out and walk around. And everybody's looking at uh, the same time. You know, baseball and, and another 45 days, uh, basketball and hockey. Everything starts to drop back in to a six-block radius. So it's, it's, it's kind of fascinating to see the activity that's going to go on down there. You're definitely going to need that parking down there, that's for sure. Well, you know, we did add a parking structure by Comerica Park. But you also just took out a big parking lot to put up the structure. We took out the flat land that housed XYZ cars, but now we're stacking those cars. So we're picking up 500 more spaces going up in the air to do that. And uh, the new structure looks a lot nicer than the other structure does. So, you know, I think that's pretty good about it. You know, so it's, it's going to be interesting because, and we talked about this the other day when we had Jess in the studio, you know, when the Tigers are not playing well and everything seems so lousy, the penalty strokes to all of the businesses around it. So... This will also help business and everything else. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. I'm going to get a fresh cup of coffee. And on the other side, it's going to be a little bit more of the sports talk here at New Radio Media, Talking Biz. If you need a fingerprinting service, A1 Fingerprints is the place to go. A1 Fingerprints specializes in fingerprinting for teachers, students, law enforcement, and more. A1 makes the process so easy and simple you can be in and out in 10 minutes. A1 does walk-ins, so appointments aren't necessary. A1 Fingerprints, located in Southfield on Southfield Road. Go to a1fingerprints.com for more information. That's a1fingerprints.com. It's that easy. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Part City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years. And through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. 
We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. And we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. And good morning, everybody. I'm Peter Perlman, along with uh, Ethan Perlman in the studios as our co-host today. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about three wonderful women, uh, Marley Vanderbrook uh, Smith, uh, Smith, Michelle Gautier, and um, these women have a very unique uh, business, and uh, they own a mobile Mushu Catering Company, and they're going to try to win $50,000 as they go on the Food Network show. And uh, it's called the Great Food Truck Race. So it's going to be something to watch. It's going to take place at 9 p.m. on Thursday. Um, and they're going to go all over the country. So as we love food trucks in this community and everything else, it's going to be interesting to see how they can do different things from Asian fusion food to other comfort foods as they travel to different communities. Now. Food trucks are unique. How many of you, everybody here, everybody's mics are on, have eaten at a food truck? I. I. I like that. That's that very simple. <laughs> I ate at a food truck. I have. Yep. And what kind of food truck did you eat at? I ate at the Mac Shack. I've eaten at like a taco or burrito so, truck. So your Mac Shack was macaroni and cheese in so many different fashions. Yes. The best one is the Papa Smurf. Pop. <laughs> what is a Papa Smurf? I can only imagine, but well, it's it's white cheddar mac and cheese. Okay, comes with mushrooms. Okay, caramelized onions. Got it. And shaved parmesan. All right, it's excellent. Okay, sounds and, good. Sounds well. You're a mac and cheese guy, so yeah, you definitely would be. That uh, among others. A smiley back there. Uh, uh, what? What? Have you been to a food truck? Yes, yes, I have. What's your favorite food truck? Um, I'm going to go with Drew. Same thing. It was a mac and cheese food truck I've been to when I was at Wayne State. It's pretty good. Right on. Was okay. it the Mac Shack? I believe so, yes. Yeah, really good. Okay. Really good. Now, we had a nephew that owned, uh, but they owned the carts, not trucks, but he owned the food carts, and they did this in Ann Arbor. They had a, a grilled cheese uh, cart, and they had a Mac cart. So, uh, is t did Tony ever eat at a food truck? Or Tony doesn't eat anymore. He said yes. He does eat, or he does eat at a food truck. Yes, he uh, has eaten at a food truck. <laughs> <laughs> Angel, have you ever been to a food truck? I can't even hear what what's he saying. Oh, you have. What's your favorite? Um, well, the food truck I used to eat at served chicken, mashed potatoes, a lot of different things, and oh. I used to go there for the chicken. Excellent. Now, was it a deep fried? Was it a uh, broiled uh, barbecue? Chicken. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Yep. Okay. So, would you say that the food trucks are going to be strong in the future? Uh, this is the thing that's going to keep moving along? Yeah, I think they'll be strong in the future because not everybody's mobile. Not everybody has a car. Not every, you know, so it's just easier. Where did you find your food truck located at? It would come to us. It would come to our job. In my neighborhood where I live at, there's about three, four food trucks, actually, where you can just walk to if you don't have a car. So they're just, it's a lot of them where I stay in Pontiac. That's great. Well, you know, I think it's something that we're going to have to get out mobile and uh, 
investigate more on because I think that this is a thing that uh, it's not going away. It's only going to enlarge itself. And uh, as we start to go to sporting events, I think we're going to see more food trucks at sporting events out beyond, you know, around the stadiums and everything else. So that part is going to be great. And talking about sporting events and what's going on, what do you think of those Detroit Lions? I really feel like they had a pretty solid draft for the most part. They got brand-new head coach who came from a very prosperous organization. So as always, as the other 24 years of my life, I am optimistic. What about it, Ethan, <laughs> Mr. Sports Nut? Well, well... Well, well, with the new coach, you know, with the new players being brought in, um, and the fact that the Lions just uh, signed two free agents, both of whom I believe also used to play for the Patriots, um, I don't know, I'm going to say it right now, looks like the Lions are becoming the new Patriots. Well, I mean, bringing everyone over, why not? Um, I mean, the Patriots have had a lot of a lot of success with what they did and um i mean of course have a great head coach in bill belichick but now we'll get to see the defensive mindset and um with uh matt patricia will that affect the patriots and benefit the lines was he really one of the keys to the patriots success and can he bring that success over to detroit was his defense that strong he was a defensive coach. He was the defensive coordinator, but, I mean, for the fact of how dominant the Patriots had been against quarterbacks that they and teams they had played against, I mean, you look at what the AFC had since he really had started there. You had Peyton Manning with Indianapolis. You have uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, um, with uh, and Le'Veon Bell with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have had very very talented teams that they've always had to go up against and really have had far more success than I think any other but did Belichick teams could. make Patricia yeah yeah so and that's, say, do you think he so now he he's the head man do you think he's strong enough to be independent of Belichick to make it happen I mean I think he, I will tell I I think one of the keys was and this will be a big thing to watch. The Lions' secondary was pretty good last year. I mean, you also have Gerard Davis, at linebacker, who was a rookie last year, is expected to be the leader of that linebacking core. The real struggle was keeping people healthy on that defensive line and actually being able to put pressure on the offense through that defensive line. And that's something that Matt Patricia was very good at getting out of his players in New England. It will be interesting to see if he can work with some of these younger guys and some of these older veterans to really make that part of the Lions defense strong again because that could totally change the way this Lions defense is viewed and with the way the offense has been the past few years, if as long as you can get a running back to run for more than 100 yards a game... Mm-hmm. It will be interesting to see uh, how teams stack up against the line. Well, here's the thing I like is that recently, if someone makes a mistake, it's like Pop Warner football all over again. Everyone runs, including the veterans. They, ru- they run away from the coach? <laughs> no, like they run sprints. Oh. So I feel like he's, <laughs> he's bringing in an aspect where it's discipline, 
team mentality. Everyone's held accountable, and I think that's but didn't great. Bill, but didn't Caldwell also run a pretty tight ship? He did, but he was more mild-mannered. He wasn't one of those guys to... I don't think he's one of those guys to get up in your face That's and not, you know, yeah, kind of get on your case. Just you know? going to say that, yeah. He was very mild mannered. He didn't say much at the you know post game presser. He really didn't. He just didn't show enough emotion, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think Patricia is on the other side of the scale for that. And I think he's hungry. He's a little younger. And it's his first head head coaching gig, so he'll want to he'll want to prove himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be interesting because um, the change, the culture change that the Ford family wanted, um, I really thought that, you know, that's why they had Caldwell. They wanted this transition. Um, he brought the right m- mentality to the game, very mature, positive presentation. It's not about me. It's my players. Nobody was ever thrown under the bus. And, I mean, I think that's going to be the same with Matt Patricia. He knows it's not about him. He knows it's about this team and the organization. And, I mean, he's kind of already established, you know, in press conferences, he's not one to shy away from asking questions or answering questions that are asked him straightforward. He will give you the straight answer. Unless, you know, he really doesn't know, in which case he will say, we're still trying to figure this out. I mean, he's not one that's, you know, kind of brushing off questions. He's he's taken it full head on. And, I mean, he'll have a bunch of questions to answer between now and the first preseason game, which is 13 days away in Oakland. So, he's got a new coaching staff. Except for uh, Jim Bob Cooter. Right. Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator. Yes. Do you think he's the right guy for the uh, for that role? I do. Are we talking about Jim Bob Cooter? Bob Cooter. I mean, yeah. I mean, once I think if we're able to finally, as I said, if we're able to finally get a running back. Who do can, we even, who do we can, even have a running back? stay healthy. We and, uh, yeah, we several. do. It will be interesting to see who gets cut at running back. I mean, you've got, I think, six running backs vying for maybe four positions. Well, you've got uh, Amir Abdullah. Who's on a short leash? Yes. Well, Garrett Blunt. The Garrett Blunt who they just signed. Theo Riddick, who's really, in my opinion, more utilized as a pass catcher yeah. out of and the a blocker. And a blocker. And a blocker, yeah. We got Dwayne Washington kind of hanging around still. Zach Zenner. Love him. The and, amazing Zach Zenner. But who I'm really excited about is the guy we just drafted out of Auburn in the second round is Karrion Johnson. Yes. So we're going to talk about Kerryon Johnson in a minute. Um, but I want to stay on one little piece before we talk about the players themselves a little bit. For the next, uh, give, give me about a minute here or so, do you feel the fans will come back to, this, to, to, the, to buying tickets, or are they going to stay home and just watch it on television? Um, well, at least with the Lions, I think they're going to buy tickets. There are some very good matchups at home this year. And a few primetime games to start the year. I mean, you're starting at home on Monday Night Football against the New York Jets. Already got my tickets. The next the next weekend, you're home again on Sunday Night Football. So, I mean, 
you have a lot of primetime games. You have a lot of primetime teams coming here. you got the Patriots. You've got the Seahawks. You've got the L.A. Rams, who are supposed to be or are projected to be one of the top teams in our conference. And uh, and Dominican Sue coming back to Detroit in that game. So, uh, I so, mean, I think the fans will come out. All right, so it'll be interesting to see how they fill uh, Ford Field. And uh, while we contemplate that, we're going to ask you to sit back and enjoy. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes here at New Radio Media Talking Biz. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Part City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Surfing the Internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the Internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the Internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to New Radio Media. I'm Peter Perlman. We're kind of joking about the Detroit Lions. Where I was going to say, why don't you put up the theme music for the Detroit Lions? And everybody kind of laughs at me. Uh, but in the studios right now, we are talking a little bit of sports and the Detroit Lions. Um, kind of recapping a little bit before we get into uh, the uh, kickoff of the uh, preseason games. And you know, we kind of talked about coaching a little bit. Uh, we're breaking down the players a little bit. So... Um, I'm going to turn it over to Ethan for a minute and uh, start talking about some of the players that you think will be the golden childs of the future. Well, right now there are there is one player or one position I guess I'm really looking at at the competition level right now in uh, the camps, and it will be interesting to see who fights out for the position at the end of the preseason. It's that fifth wide receiver spot. Right now, you got um, a young man who played for the Lions last year in Chase Billingsley, who I believe this would be his second or third year in the league if he ends up staying with the Lions. Um, wide receiver out of an undrafted free agent wide receiver out of Florida. 
And you've got undrafted free agent out of Bowling Green State University, Tio Redding. Why don't you smile a little bit? Put a little color in your I will. Coming out of Bowling Green State. We've watched him. We've watched him. Because. He can even catch the ball. That's the best part. That is the best part. That is the best part. That's important. And I say this because a lot of, I feel like a lot of mid-American football teams and their wide receivers, their running backs, when it comes to the draft, they aren't valued very high, no matter how good their numbers are, because, you know, people will say that they really play against big enough competition. But you guys play against the Big Ten. We do. And you beat them. Yes, we did. Um, but, I mean, I've seen guys come out of uh, Bowling Green from Roger Lewis to Garrick Dieter, who was a grad student and a grad transfer student player at uh, Alabama the year they won the national championship and now you got Tio Redding and the one thing that has been that I've been reading coming out of uh, reporters from Lions camp from the coaches from the players while he might not be the biggest guy he is making plays that is you know, stunning some of the veterans in Marvin Lewis, Golden Tate. They're trying to figure out, you know, how are these younger Marvin players? Marvin Jones. Mar- Marvin yeah. Jones, yes. Hey, Marvin Jones. and uh, He was coached by Marvin Lewis yes. in Cincinnati. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Um, <laughs> Competition in the studio. Yes. Oh, it's no. good. Oh, no. This is good. This is, folks, I want you to realize what we're doing right now and sharing with you is a new channel called the Sports Channel at New Radio Media that will be coming on shortly. But we are allowing you to get a taste of what a sports bantering channel will sound like. Continue. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, what I really love seeing is these veteran players, though, taking the younger guys, you know, and working out with them. For example, there was an article just put out, I want to say, last week about how Marvin Jones and T.O. Redding are doing their off-season workouts together. They're, you know, he's showing T.O. Redding how, you know, even you could have much, you could have great success at the college level, and you could come to the pro level and bomb if you don't put in the correct work. I don't want to say the the amount of work, because you could work out every day for so long, but if you're not doing what is asked of you position-wise to get ready, then you could, you know, end up tripping over yourself. Um, so that's the position I'm really looking at, aside from the running backs, is that fifth wide receiver. The running backs, you have six guys vying for four positions. And um, it will be interesting to see who the two are that may not make it. I'm kind of, in my own head, thinking is Amir Abdullah's time in Detroit over? I think he has one more year. Okay. And I know that it's probably overdue, but they still have him under contract. They weren't able to trade him you know, during the draft for yep. any kind of draft selection, so I think he will be here for at least one more year. Okay. So who do you see as the two that will be? That'll get axed? Yeah. Well, out of the six, I see Dwayne Washington – and unfortunately, Zach Center. Okay. Although one, or maybe even both, might make the practice squad. Yep. So, there is that. So, 
All right, so you got all these guys. Who's taking kickoff returns and punt returns? Uh, well, punt returns is Jamal Agnew. And just recently, re- and just released, recently released in an article yesterday, Tio Redding was also seen practicing punt returning and kickoff returning for the team. See a burner? He does have great speed. I would love to see for kickoff returns him on one end, Agnew on the other. Okay. You know, it's a threat either way. So it would make it really interesting to see how uh, teams would kick off to us. All right. Okay, so, all right, we talked about a little bit about that. What about the great Matt Stafford? You know, everybody says, you know, after his first two years of injuries, he has been like solid as a rock. Yeah. Um, he takes great punishment. I don't think I don't think a viewer, a fan, really realizes the amount of punishment that a quarterback really inherits during those 16 weeks. Yeah, and um, gets up after those plays, shakes it off, tells the coach, "I'm in." He plays like Brady plays in the mentality of the game, mm-hmm. but he has not been able to have the talent or the right coaching to make it a successful season i i wouldn't put it so much on the coaching because the coaching does get restrained a little bit when you can when you can't use your running game i mean it's great when he you know when they drop plays and they work but at the same time you can't say okay for the next four downs or next three downs we're gonna pass so you know june jones used to do that we were lined up with the shortest guys in the league, and we passed. We were a passing team for the whole year. Well, it's it's a passing league it, in the it, NFL it, now. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it is a passing league. But I mean, at the same time, you gotta you gotta, you gotta get your quarterback a little bit of rest in a sense that he can't be throwing fifty passes or be expected to throw fifty passes in a game every game. And I mean, at the same time, with his toughness. There's no better example than, and I know NF, the NFL Network did a big piece on this. It was a few years ago against the Browns, I believe. Gets, I don't know if he got sacked or if it was just oh, yeah. a play that he had thrown the ball and then got driven into the ground. He dislocated his shoulder. Ends up finishing the entire game, but it's on that final drive. His shoulder's dislocated. They, you know, fix him up real quick. He go, He's like... I'm staying and you're not taking me out. Ends up driving the team down the field, game-winning touchdown. So, I mean, you can't say he's not tough. I mean, he's been doing that now for more years than people, I think, realize. He's going into his 10th season. That's the amazing part. I don't think people realize he's been with the Detroit Lions for 10 years. I mean, look at your ages in this room, the two of you. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. He's coming into the league. Yep. You know, it's like you were guys were kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've grown up with this person. Uh, and during the course of those 10 years, did you ever once say to yourself, I want to trade him, I want to get somebody else? Yes. I mean, I've... In the first two, it was tough because of his vulnerability to injury. Yeah. Did we think he was just like a the old eggshell quarterback? You know, you touch him, he breaks. In, in a way, it, it, I mean, it's just frustrating. You take a guy one number one overall, you know, you want him to come out and light it up right well, away, I mean, but that's he, not always the I case. Mean, he's the Bobby so Lane. Everybody thought he was going to be Bobby Lane. He came out of the same high school as Bobby Lane. 
And uh, the only difference is he doesn't drink like Bobby Lane. <laughs> Bobby Lane drank before every game. I mean, it was like, okay, let's. Paul, Paul, did you make that bloody beer for me? I'm ready to go. It's not a virgin but, either. <laughs> <ain't> a virgin. <laughs> no, but um, you know, in, in in the next couple of minutes, though, uh, we're talking about how the Detroit Lions have come to be a basically a whole new team. Got new management from the top all the way down now comes the big question and it was just it was just in the paper recently you know they they publish the values of sports teams the lions are below the cleveland browns am i right on this one yes i could not believe that our value is less than the cleveland browns yeah they finished in the red last year wow which is astounding well you know I'm just shocked because they're selling it. You you see the paraphernalia everywhere, the clothing and all this and that. And I know there's a lot that goes into value. I mean, what we pay players, et cetera. But the idea of selling a ball club yep. for a couple of, you know, billion plus in today's world. And we're at the bottom of the barrel. And yet we got a great stadium. You know, we've got th- we've got all these things going for us. Why is the value so low? It's got to be just based on past performance. Yeah. I can't really say anything else to say otherwise because obviously people attend the games, they buy the jerseys, they buy the concessions. I would be kind of curious to know what where the value is now and what it was 10 years ago. How much has it gone up or possibly down? Like- well, 10 years ago, we were a very hot commodity. Very, very high. Because commitment. right because we had drafted a new quarterback that had credentials that everybody wanted. Uh, we were starting to go back up to scale a little bit. Mm-hmm. Remember, our stadium is already almost you know Ford Field. Um, it's going through some, went through. It, it wasn't that old. You know, it's like almost brand new. Um, so all these things were happening, and. Um, it just seems like then the economy, you know, we had the 08 economy, too, that didn't help and everything tanked. Then the Tigers tanked. I mean, the Lions tanked. The Tigers tanked, too, so it didn't matter. <laughs> I mean, we had two-for-one sale. Um, so it, it's interesting just to see the value. I mean, we know the Ford family's not selling it, so it doesn't matter. You see, it's a conversation piece, but it's not a reality piece. But when we bring up, you know, how can the Lions, you know, value be less than other teams, I mean— you also look at the community. And I think when the Lions really struggled, you had those people that, you know, jump ship. They didn't stay loyal. And now, you know, the Lions are did well the last few years. And, I mean, yeah, we didn't make the playoffs last year, and we kind of faltered some years, too. But with me, when, when I was in school in Ohio, you could go up to anyone, and you could pretty much ask, who's your football team? And they, if they said the Browns, and you would say, you really are still a Browns fan. Their fans are probably one of the most loyal for the struggles they've gone through. Well, I think Same that's the it. Lions. Well, but there the Browns, you took me away. I mean, you, you took my team away. That's true. You moved me out of town. Yeah. But the only thing the Browns did is they kept their name. Yeah. First of all, nobody wanted the name. <laughs> but it was named after Paul Brown. I mean, that's who how Cleveland came to be in the first place. Yes. So. And where did the Browns get their colors? 
Bowling Green colors. The Cleveland Browns got the colors from Bowling Green State University. Right. Those beautiful colors. But I do have to say, it'll be interesting to see how good the Browns are this year. They got great wide receiving. Talks maybe Des Bryant goes to Cleveland, which uh, if he does, I mean, Browns fans, you can't say you didn't have talent because you got a great wide receiving core, and now you have Baker Mayfield, who you took number one, who should hopefully be starting for you by midseason. Well, there you have it. That's going to be our little wrap-up for this section on sports, something that will be coming shortly to new radio media. And um, you're listening to Talking Biz. Uh, I'm Peter Perlman. Uh, my guest host, Ethan Perlman, along with Drew in the studio. We'll be right back. If you need a fingerprinting service, A1 Fingerprints is the place to go. A1 Fingerprints specializes in fingerprinting for teachers, students, law enforcement, and more. A1 makes the process so easy and simple, you can be in and out in 10 minutes. A1 does walk-ins, so appointments aren't necessary. A1 Fingerprints, located in Southfield on Southfield Road. Go to a1fingerprints.com for more information. That's a1fingerprints.com. It's that easy. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And I love hearing that theme, that little, it sounds like a clock in a sense, you know. And I want to thank uh, Robert Corlin for uh, stopping in from uh, Watchman's Plus and sharing with us, you know, all the unique things about uh, watches today and the sad story about kids not even able to tell time on an analog watch. You know, that was kind of a sad story on what's been happening. And uh, thank God we didn't have a dial or a telephone in here. They really could have been lost. You know, how do we, what, what are those little holes for in the phone? You know, you got to turn the little dialer, not even push button. So um, then we have radio, you know, and we listen to radio, and uh, we always listen to baseball, right? We all love baseball, and baseball's got a big weekend. Yes, they do. Um, 
out there in Cooperstown this weekend. This Sunday is the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, as there will be six new inductees. Six? Six, yeah. Is that like the max six, or is that I just... mean, the max is however many get voted in. Really? I mean, normally you don't see this many. Okay. Normally you'll see maybe three to four. So that means they had to make more sport coats for these guys. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's worth it. It's a great class. You had a few. Um, so who's in the class? Uh, this year it's Vladimir Guerrero, who was a right fielder, um, played for a few different teams spanning from the Montreal Expos, the uh, Los Angeles Angels. But, it, but what is, who's he under whose flag is he coming in on? That I do not know. because that, Mr. Sports. Because he did a lot for a lot of the organizations. I am curious to see who... His flag will be. He will be donning when he goes into the Hall of Fame. Okay, next one. Um, Chipper Jones, the great third baseman from the Atlanta Braves. It's easy to figure what he's going to wear. Yep. Uh, you got uh, something you really don't see that often. You ha- we have a closer in uh, Trevor Hoffman. It's really interesting. You don't see more closers get voted into the Hall of Fame. Maybe we will now because... Stats like wins, losses, saves aren't being valued as much. So if they're dominant, maybe they'll get in a little bit more when the voters start to kind of switch. Mm-hmm. Well, I know he held the record for most saves all time before Mariano, Mariano Rivera, Rivera broke it. Yeah. yeah, but it took him, I think this was his third or fourth year on the ballot. So it took him a few years to get the 75% of the vote. Right. Um. Two former Tigers, Jack Morris and Alan Trammell, get in this year. Uh, Jack Morris, a pitcher, and Alan Trammell, of course, a shortstop. And last but not least, uh, Jim Tomey, a first baseman, played for the Cleveland Indians, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I believe at one point he was also with the Chicago White Sox. This is our bobblehead guy from This Cle- is our bobblehead guy, yes. We went to the, we went to the game. In Cleveland. When he was inducted into the Cleveland Indians Hall of Fame. And so they were handing, it was a pouring rainy day, and we get there and they're handing out bobbleheads. So everybody is trying to protect their bobbleheads so they wouldn't get destroyed and hold value in their little wooden cardboard boxes. It was like, okay, you know, um, I have one little problem with this whole class, and that's Lou Whitaker. Why did they block Lou Whitaker? He had better statistics. Than some of the people. Well, you got you got players that I mean, you do question because why Trammell they... Trammell was a tandem. True, true. And they play and and who to name me another tandem that played together that long? Hmm. I mean, I was gonna say you from can't. from more modern days, you got Jimmy Rollins and uh, Chase Utley when they were in Philadelphia together. But not as long as Whitaker and Trammell. I mean, they were with each other for almost ten years. But they I mean, lo- boys played longer. I, I understand that, but nowadays you also don't see that as much, where teams are, you know, not letting you walk or not trading you away. Yeah. So did you see also that there is a family? Uh, th- this father who loved Al Kaline named his daughter Kaline Adams, and they're going to be a Cooperstown because he just loved Al Kaline in 1968 and said, when I have a child, when I grow up, I mean, that's my hero, I'm going to name him Kaline. And sure enough, 
Kayline Adams and her father are going to Cooperstown to see firsthand the induction. Okay. So it's kind of interesting, you know, how people will name people, you know, for their families and everything else. So, you know, Ethan, it's been a quick two hours. Um, a lot of things happening in uh, the community that you shared with us. And, you know, uh, you and Drew a little bantering on sports, which I think is great. Um, coming up uh, next hour, of course, we have our famous real estate realities, uh, you know, with uh, Dylan Tanaka and David Sobel. And uh, they're going to share a lot of unique things. And they can always listen to our show, you know, at New Radio Media Talking Biz on uh, the Google app and, of course, at the Apple Store at NRM Streams with a Z. So, you know, I want to thank you for coming in today and, uh, of course, Paul sitting back and relaxing up in northern Michigan. Beautiful. Also up in Charlevoix this weekend is the Venetian Festival where you'll see all these boats highly decorated on Lake Charlevoix, and uh, that'll be a great thing uh, tonight up there. And, of course, down here, we, as we reminded everybody, you got Carl Lagans at uh, St. John's. You've got uh, activities in downtown Detroit, the art fair in West Bloomfield. Check your neighborhood. Uh, see what's happening in your neighborhoods to enjoy being a community-based uh, operation. You know, New Radio Media likes to reach out to the communities. And we want to hear what's going on in your communities. You can be our field reporters. We'd love to put you on. We can talk about it. Let us know business-wise, community action, what's going on. And we would love to share your stories every day. So on behalf of everybody here at New Radio Media, we want to say thank you and have a great week.